0: Welcome to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I'm glad you joined me today. This is the place where we discuss relevant topics to help you stand up and stand strong, to overcome. And in this podcast, it is barely scripted, raw, real, and it's also a lot of fun. Also, you can find me at ValerieSilvera.com where I have many more resources to help you become a warrior in hope. Hey there, fellow warrior, and welcome to this episode. I wanted to get into getting back on track after being derailed. Have you been derailed lately? Anytime in your past, maybe you're derailed right now. Your train has completely jumped the tracks. (laughs) I think for anybody who has lived any amount of time on this planet, has been through something big like you probably have, like I have big challenges and, and heartbreaks and disappointments and, and and the stuff that unfortunately is part of the deal living on planet Earth. We've all been derailed at times. And what I mean is that you're kind of cooking along, everything's going well, or you're feeling stronger, you're on a mission, or you're working on something like me with my mission and my business and expanding things. And then something happens. And you get derailed. It's some kind of news you get. It's a disappointment that occurs. An unexpected situation lands in your lap. And you're derailed. I mean, it seems like five minutes ago or however long ago it was that this thing happened. And it's boom. What happened? I was going along. Everything was fine. And then you stop doing what you're doing. You put your gratitude box aside. Yeah, you're like, I'm not into the whole spiritual journey. The eating plan? No. Where's the ice cream? Where's the chocolate? Exercise? Too tired. Don't feel like it. I'm bummed out. Don't want to do that. I don't want to work on personal growth. Really? Seriously? No, I'm derailed. I'm just completely, I mean, boom. And you're just, it's like somebody jerked you right off your path have you been there? Can you relate? I know you can. These, they're usually things that, the things that come and hit us are usually things that have some kind of an emotion attached to them, right? Like you're going along with a business or a job or a loved one. Something happens with them. Maybe you get bad health news. It's something that really hits you. Now, some people get derailed pretty easily because they haven't built up the muscles. They haven't built up up strength. They haven't learned. That's why my nine weapons of hope are so amazing that are a part of the Warriors and Hope membership. Because they give you everyday tools that you can use. You can actually pull, you know, something out of your toolbox and go, okay, I'm I'm doing this right now because I don't want to get derailed again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And when we get derailed, it's typically that we're doing something that's good for us, and then when we get derailed, we're off doing things that aren't so good for us, right? Like the things that I mentioned earlier. We rarely get derailed from eating cake, binge-watching television, scrolling mindlessly through social media, right? You don't feel like, oh, well, somebody derailed me from that. No, you get derailed from the things that are good for us, and then we're off somewhere else. And and it can seem, and you know, if you go too far down that road, I always think of it like think think about you're standing here and you're at a Y, right? You're at a crossroads and you're you got this Y in the road, and you know how you know the shape of it. When you're on the initial part of that road, the two paths are fairly close together. But as you get further down a road, you get further and further away from the other path. Right? Picture a Y. And at the at where the the two paths come together, right, at the bottom of that Y. Those are close together, but the further and further you get, it's like the Grand Canyon between where you are now and where you were. This is why it's so important that you don't allow these derailings to go on for too long of a period because then it seems like, oh my gosh, I can't get across to the other side. I got to go all the way back to the beginning where I got on the wrong path and start over. That's how it can feel. And sometimes that's actually the case. So it's really, really important that we don't allow ourselves to get so far down the derailing, right? We're down that dirt road. Like The the train has jumped off the track and it's way down that dirt road, right? We don't even know where to get back on the tracks. Now, the good news is you can always get back on tracks. I'm obviously trying to make a point here, but there's always an opportunity for you to get back on track, no matter where you are. Now, some of these things that derail us They start out as something that's just a minor derailment, but then maybe you don't, again, you don't have the right tools. You don't know how to refocus. You don't have the right mindset. And then you allow some other thing, right? Some other thing comes in and now you're super derailed and you're just, this second thing that came along is, is kind of saying, well, you know, forget the whole thing. See, all these bad things keep happening to me. So that's why it's really critical. And I'm going to give you just a couple of tips here, because I think that then they there. The reason I thought about this topic is because this just happened to me just last week. Okay. So what happened last week is that I got a call from the, the district attorney's office in California where my daughter's murder occurred and without getting into all of those, you know, details, although there's a lot of things I couldn't get into if I wanted to, but the last time that I actually met with a DA was almost a year ago. And we were told that these certain things would happen and things would be buttoned down by the end of May. Well, it's now March. (laughs) So, uh, we've had a couple calls with our victim's advocate, but you know, just nothing. And, And I've been, I feel like I've been pretty, pretty nice. I haven't been on their case or anything. My daughter was killed in August of 2016. This guy wasn't arrested for more than two and a half years, but it was three years ago this month, and we haven't even had the preliminary trial. And if you ever look that up, your preliminary trial is the very first thing where the judge says, okay, there's enough, enough evidence here to go forward with a trial. Three years. A defendant has a right, by the way, to have a speedy trial, and he has waived his right. Over and over and over, he has delayed it and delayed It's not coming from the prosecution side. It's coming from the defense side. And after a while, you kind of go, really? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I just did a podcast last week on facing fears. I'm not looking forward to this trial. I mean, you have to know this in any way, shape, or form. There's, a, I, I, just, I can't tell you how much. I wish he would just plead guilty and we wouldn't have to do this. Because I know what it's going to dig up inside of me. I know how awful. It's going to be. I'm just telling you. Okay. I know that you look to me as somebody who's strong and courageous and knows how to do all this stuff and overcome, but I'm also a human being. And my daughter was, you know, brutally taken from this earth and I have a huge hole in my heart. And when we get to trial, that hole is going to say, my time, girl, it's my time. I know what's going to happen. So there's a part of me that never wants it to happen. But remember, because I like to face fears. I want to get it over with. I want that part over. This thing's never going to be over. okay? even if he's convicted, this thing isn't going to be over for the rest of my life because there is the appeal process and that goes on for years. And then if he were ever to get parole and I was still alive, anyway, it's just a big, long thing that will always be a part of my life. So I am so thankful that I decided to become a warrior so I can handle and deal with all this. But the point is that I really don't want to face it, but yet I do. I want it over with. So back to my point here. My derailing moment. So I got it. I decided that it, enough time has passed. So I'm going to start calling the DA's office three times a week and see until I start to get some answers about what happened. So I called on the Monday and then I got, um, and then on Wednesday, I called again. And a couple hours later, I got a call from a new deputy district attorney. Yep, it's been reshuffled, as she called it. And we have a new DA. Somebody has to learn all about the case. We're not talking about a file folder, my friends. We're talking about boxes, okay? Somebody has to learn all all about it now. Now, the good news is I felt really comfortable with her, and I feel like, um, I mean, I don't really know until all this happens, but I feel like she really did care. Uh, But here, and so anytime this kind of thing happens, there was no big news. Obviously, she doesn't know anything about the case yet, but I start, it kind of derails me. I I mean, I don't even a hundred percent understand what I can't tell you pinpoint what it is. It's just that, that, that part of my life that I, that kind of, I told you earlier, kind of hoped I would never have to face comes surfacing, bubbles up. And then because I feel like she's a really great person, she said, I would like some pictures of Jamie. And I said, well, you know, we even had a news story done about, about the case, which I don't know if you ever saw that news story. You can find it uh, on my website, on my YouTube channel, but they did a news story and they, they actually had it scheduled. We had it scheduled for a Wednesday and unexpectedly out of the blue, this guy was arrested on a Friday. And I kind of thought, well, I don't know if I want to go through with it because his arraignment is Tuesday and I'm going to have just been to his arraignment. And I don't know what kind of emotions, emotional state I'll be in. Well, they really wanted to do this story. And of course, you know, the fact that he'd been arrested was another great storyline for them. But in any case, I went ahead with it and you know, it was a really emotional time and, and that wasn't, you see, it was. It could have been a derailed moment had I not had that news story <laughs> the next day. But if you watch that, you'll see that I was, um, I was more emotional than I probably would have been because I can talk about this stuff without getting super emotional. But anyway, you know, these things derail me. So now we have a brand new DA who has to go learn about the case and everything, but she wanted to know about Jamie. That's what I was talking about. And so I told her about that. And I told her that there's this email communication, the last communication I ever had with Jamie. Of course, neither one of us could have ever known that. Very emotional. And then she wanted pictures. She said, I want to represent your daughter like she was my own daughter. I want the jury to feel that. And so that was wonderful to hear and everything. But then I felt derailed after as I collected the the photos and everything. It was very emotional for me. And then I didn't send it. Fast forward to today. It's a week later, I finally decide to go in and figure out what I'm going to send. And I'm sending also screenshots of posts from Jamie's friends, talking about what a good friend she was and, and just, you know, grieving. And I, I just want her to feel, you know, that, that even in her addiction, my daughter was a wonderful person. I mean, she wasn't doing so many wonderful things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not a fool, (laughs) but, but, um, underneath it all, underneath the weight of that addiction beast, she was a really good person and before that beast took hold there was a lot of promise for her we have a beautiful family that that loves her and she loved them so the point is i started to feel derailed again today so i'm sure you can guess that last week why didn't i just go ahead and send the emails then i was in a blubbering you know emotional state i just i didn't want to i didn't i i wanted that to just i didn't want to go I just didn't feel like it. Okay. I just didn't, I didn't face it. I didn't want to deal with it. And I spent the rest of the day literally doing nothing. I think I sat in front of a television, just like a piece of jello. So today I thought, got to do it, face it. And it started happening again. My train started to derail. Okay. I could see it was heading toward that, you know, switch in the tracks (laughs) and there was no, there was nobody there working that day on the switch. And we were going to head right back into the dirt. And I didn't want to because, you know what, I thought I've given the whole of my heart enough attention. I felt tender t- toward myself, but I'm not going to get derailed again. I have too much to do. And I'm not talking about burying my head in the sand. And I want you to get that. I'm not suggesting that I'm burying my head in the sand, although there have been times. That's not what I'm doing. I'm choosing to go, okay, felt tender, felt sad, faced, you know, what I had to do to send everything. But now I'm going to stay productive. So, What I did was, first off, this. That's the very first thing I decided to do. I'm going to come on and do a podcast about this. Because one of the best ways that we can get our train back on track is to reach out to other people. And express how we felt. And then what did we do about it? First of all, that connection. You know, we're all human. These things happen to everyone. But then maybe there's some ways that you can give some advice. You can you know, give some perspective. If you, even if you don't want to think of it as advice, what about perspective? So I wrote the notes because I usually for podcasting, I don't do any kind of a a script or anything like that. I just write a few notes. And then before I came to record this, I went to my gratitude box and said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go put something in my gratitude box right away. And I stopped and put in five things. So let me, let me, go back a little bit so that I make it clear what I did. The first thing is I decided not to be too hard on myself. Remember I said I was tender with myself. So I said, don't be too hard on yourself, Valerie. I mean, you know, it's okay that you started to feel like you wanted to derail. But the second thing I did is decide that I wasn't going to derail. Not today. Didn't need to do it today. Hole in my heart. We did it last week. I don't want to do it this week then do one thing right away. So for me, it was doing the notes and knowing that I was going to come and record this podcast. And I didn't give myself a whole lot of time. It was like, boom, few notes and, and come in here and do it. Stopping, of course, as I said, to put some gratitude in my gratitude box. If you don't have one of those, get a hat, get it. I don't, anything doesn't matter. Get a bowl from your kitchen. Write it down, date it, put it in. Such a powerful practice Because one of the things that happens when we derail is we start to go into victim land. We start to feel sorry for ourselves. We start to, you know, go into that victim mode and that's hard to get out of. It's hard to get the train back on the track when we feel so sorry for ourselves. So the other thing is to focus. So, you know, one of my nine weapons of hope is called your focus. And it's, it's just so critical because what we focus on is magnified. So, you know how easy it would have been for me to just go, boom, a train, here we go. We're doing it again. Did it last week. I don't know how to do it. I can go sit in front of the TV for hours again. But I decided, no, I'm going to focus on using, you know, doing something productive with this situation. And here I am sharing it with you. And I hope that it helps you in some way. And then another thing you can do, this one is really great when you're derailed, is to call on some fellow warriors. Now, I'm not talking about people who are in a pity party. You've got to be so careful with who you connect with. If you're derailed, you don't need someone that goes, Oh, I know it's so terrible. Oh, that's awful. Oh, you must feel so bad. And okay, that's commiserating and and empathizing and sympathizing. And that there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's all they do for you, do you think that train's getting back on the track? I don't think so. You're going to feel more depressed than before. So make sure that it is fellow warriors. That's what I'm talking about. Other people who can and be there for you and understand and, and feel your heart, but also encourage you. So it's a fine balance, isn't it? Between not being too hard on yourself and being tender with yourself and then calling on fellow warriors and making those decisions and changing that focus and deciding that you're going to step out and do something with this. Because really everything's here to serve us. Even these little derailments, they can help serve other people too. Okay, until next week, you can do this. You can get yourself back on track when those derail moments happen. You can allow yourself some time if you need to, but you do not need to stay on that track that's headed down a dirt road to nowhere. If I can do it, so can you. And you are not alone. Go to ValerieSilvera.com and and get connected with me in some way. Because it's so much easier when we link arms and stand together. Wherever you are in this world, know that you're not alone. I'm ready to stand right there with you. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you will subscribe and come back and join this podcast often. Also, you can find me at ValerieSilvera.com where I have many more resources to help you become a warrior in hope.